Hey, hey. Um, so we were talking a little bit about our shows. Um, yeah, you- I, I was I was rambling on before I realized we weren't connected. So I, um, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. where we were at. Um, but I mean, what do you think about our shows? I mean, I've done a lot of them, and like I don't know if I really like them. Expensive, like. Uh, well, it's okay. So we made the glass skeleton, which is like one of my biggest pet peeves about that is that we made the skeleton and they gave the best in show to somebody that was making Heineken cups. So they just cut them and that's all they did. And they fire polished them. And, you know, one of the judges would come by and like he would flicker, you know, skeleton because he did, he thought it was plastic. He's like, there's no way that somebody can make this out of glass. Yeah, and that's I don't know if it was on tape or not, but I was saying, you know, you know, you can enter the same work into five different shows, and one you might get best of show, one you might get nothing, and one gets honorable. You know, it's so it's so subjective. Um, it, it and that's really why, we, we, you know, that was always hard for the high school kids to understand. Like, well, my work is it's awesome. Well, it's also hard to see. I think your own work objectively too of course we fall in love with it um mm, i mean i don't really like when i make a piece like i just i think joe and i were talking about this with you is that like, you just don't like seeing one of the pieces that you made around because it's like oh like it's basically a picture of myself <laughs> i don't i don't don't quote me if like if that's wrong but yeah, I think I, I you know, or it's like talking to yourself. A little bit's okay, and yeah, I don't, I don't keep much of my own work around. Um, uh, yeah, same with me too. Like I try not to. Like I just want to get it out. Like you know, have somebody like appreciate it and like have them yep. look at it. You know. Yeah, it needs an audience. Exactly, but I mean, like doing these art shows and stuff, like it's just like I don't know, like you know, I've I've worked with some artists before, you know, that they basically go around the entire country or the entire world, and you know, they they're struggling to make like thirty grand off of it. Like, it's it's just you know, like you said to your students, like it's it's just subjective, and like you know. And that's even, like, when we were talking about, like, Blown Away, like, this show on Netflix. Like, they're basically just looking for money. Like, I, I don't think, like, that they really, like, actually, I don't know, I guess this is hard to explain. But, you know, they're, they're basically just looking at how are they going to make money off of the show. Like, they really don't care. I mean, I've seen some of the best glass artists in the entire world, like, you know, as far as in my opinion, like, at least most talented. And I, I see these, like, shows, like, just where the winners, you know, get basically first place or whatever, and, you know, all these deals and whatnot. Mm. You know, and it's always probably going to be that way. But, you know, at the same point, it's like, you, you, I don't know, you just got to keep working and working and working and working and working. But, you know, and that's the same thing with, like, glass blowing. I just love doing it. Like, it just makes me happy. Like, I literally just, like, I'm excited to go in the studio. Yeah, that's awesome. 
you know, there's there's so many things that you got to, like, figure out. I mean, you got to figure out annealing temps. Like, you got to figure out. I mean, there's so much science that goes into it also. Like, as far as, like, okay, like, the, the, you know, coefficient yeah. of this flat. And, and that's what's sometimes frustrating to try and our, – our audiences don't always understand – you know, they, they see something for sale. Well, why does it cost that? You know, da, 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 da. Yeah. you know, you know, and they look at it and it's like, well, wait, like, it does it really cost that much money? And it's like, well, yeah, it, it does, you know, but it, it takes so much time and effort to do it, you know, and like, I had to do a lot of shows at like the state fair, the Renaissance festival. Like, well, I even went to France actually, like, mm. and, it's just like you know like it's so hard to explain to people like when you're doing these shows like it's like yeah like yeah like this shit costs money you know and then you got like the doctors or lawyers and it's like whatever like you know and then they try and underbuck you like completely but, but that's just the, that's just the way it is I mean, people don't really understand how much work actually goes into making this stuff. No, and they don't, I mean, understand overhead or what. I mean, I remember when I would take my Ceramics 2 class to Northern Clay Center, Kevin, my friend Kevin would give us demonstrations. And one of the kids had saw, he had thrown a pretty large platter and it was out in the showroom in the front. It was $90. And a kid was yeah. asking him, well, why, why did it cost that much? Because the kid thought that was too much money. He's like, well, 90 bucks. Uh, right off the bat, Northern Clay Center is going to take 40%, 45 probably. Some galleries yeah. take as you know. So I mean, 40%. You, well, you know, so when we do the, the shows at the State Fair, I mean, they take around like 50 to 60%. Yeah. Usually. You know. Now he's 50 bucks. And he's got to pay taxes on that. So now he's down to, you know, let's say 40 generously. And now he's got to pay for glaze, clay, and the fuel to fire the kiln. And, you know, so all of a sudden his profit is about one third of that. And the kid's like, oh, you know, they don't, they don't think about it. Yeah, it, it does. If, it, I, it if I go over to... If I go over to Israel, well, especially and- especially like the the hard work that goes into it, you know, and that's the thing is like you know, okay, so we can even talk about this. I don't care what we talk about on podcast, but like even people yeah, that and- like make or- people or- that make bongs, you know, and they do the kind of the same thing. Whereas it's like okay, look, we're just gonna go over to China, and like you know, and when you think about it from the mathematics, like it, 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 it they're basically paying like kids sometimes like you know probably like three dollars a day maybe you know this is this is the way it is okay so i don't know if you know this is a video that you should show in your class like it's called glass india and what they do is there is there's literally like kids that are like 12 13 you know maybe 10 and they're just throwing pipes around at each other and they're catching them and they just mass produce like you, huh. like you can't even imagine. But yeah, you'll have to look up that video and show in your class. I'm sure some of your students would probably in, be interested in it, maybe. But, you know, at least to like expect what actually like work goes into it. 
but it is. I mean, it's it's, it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. I mean, because you're you're taking glass like blowpipes that are super hot. I mean, you have molten glass in there that are you know, probably around like eighteen hundred degrees, nineteen hundred degrees at some point, and then you're just throwing it over a ledge, and then like somebody just catches it, and it's like okay, all right, like, and then somebody puts in a mold, and like you know, it's. It was really an interesting thing that I learned in college, like, that, you know, like, just watching it, you know. But, I mean, we've, we've done a lot of cool shit in Glassblowing Studios, too. Like, some of them I've worked in, they're so fun, like, where it's like, okay, all right, like, let's, let's take a molten glass out of the furnace and let's pour it and then let's, you know make some bacon or spaghetti out of it or like you know like annealing oven because i mean you you know what annealing ovens are i mean because they're kind of like ceramics ones mm-hmm. but it's like okay all right let's let's make some pizzas in here and like, you just you should constantly like some of them are just super fun that you do like i've, I've heard some crazy ass stories from some people and I was going to write a book about this, but I was like, whatever, I'm just going to start a podcast and said, and so Joe, like, here's its story. Like Joe and I, one time, so we made this thing, it's called a growl. So you make a glass piece, <clears throat> sorry, you make a glass piece and then you like either sandblast it or, you know, like well, I read in a book, it's like, okay, you can even shoot a hole in it, you know, with the 22. So what Joe and I did is we shot it with the 22 and it ricocheted off. And we're just like, holy shit. Like we both could have just died right now. <laughs> like we should probably like see if the neighbor's okay. But <laughs> But uh, yeah, I read a book and we did that. And like, I would have never expected it to like actually ricochet off like not in a million years, but it did. But you know, <laughs> and, and I've heard stories of people from like, you know, growing studios with huge like glass pots, like, and, you know, shooting bullets off of it. And like, all of a sudden, like, the bullet comes like, you know, you know, ricochet around the whole studio. Um, glass blowers are insane. They are. They're probably like the funnest people in the world to be around. I mean, artists in in every point are. You know, they are. They just. I don't know. Is this the funnest people I've ever been around? Like, yeah. You know, definitely for sure. But. Yeah, so uh, we were talking about oh, we were talking about a little bit of your photography, I think. Right? Yeah, I don't know. One thing I think when it cut out, I was talking about kind of having photos already in my head of where I'm going. Like obviously, you know, when I went to Cuba, heck, I, I'm I'm gonna look up photographers who have been there. What what did they shoot? Because I, you know. Anyone that says they're going to go make work that, oh, I have to make work that's not derivative of anything. Bullshit. It's been done before. So don't worry. Just just make your stuff. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and, you know, and that's the thing with gospel, too, is that, like, 
we used to think what we were going to be so creative, like, oh, like, oh, we're going to be the first ones to do it. But, you know, there's there's millions of people, there's thousands of people that have done it before. And already. I, I remember, I still remember vividly my first ceramics instructor. You know, I was I was going to make him a, a pot he'd never seen before. No, you weren't, Holtz. You, you, because every time I'd make one, he'd walk to this wall of ceramics monthlies, pull off a 1976 ceramics monthly page 42 and show me it. You know, oh, oh. Paul Soldner made that 20 years ago. Oh, okay. You know, and I just, and he wasn't trying to discourage me. He was just like, just stop. Constructive criticism. Just, just, just make, just let your voice come through. And so like when I go, when I went to Israel, of course, I mean, I'm looking up, I, I, when I went to the Western wall, the Western wall was one of the, my, that on my must, I, I had to photograph that. Of course I went there on the Sabbath. And you weren't supposed to do photography. And so I had to be kind of on the fly. Uh, there's, there's my confession for the day. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I'm like, the hell if I'm leaving Jerusalem without getting, you know, and I, I, I had already made the composition in my head before I even got there. And I made probably a hundred photos of the wall. And the one that I liked the best and that's actually sold a few is the, it's, it's the one I had in my head. I'm like, I already knew. It's you know I wanted to get this close up of where they write their prayers and tuck the prayers in the little you know cracks in the wall, and I knew the composition before I made it and you know those other ninety nine probably weren't necessary but yeah so you I know mean, this is I, I, an amazing place man I've never been there I mean I mean like we were talking about earlier like with social media I mean it's so cool that like I've got so many people like from around the entire globe to like, you know, just come around or, you know, come down yep. here, come, you know, and then we'll show you around. I mean, from like Egypt, you know, cause I've never been to Egypt, you know, like France, France have been to before, but you know, stuff like that, where it's just like, oh yeah, just, just come on over. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. Or even, you know, like even having the podcast, like I, I met up with this girl like from Tunisia, and was like, "Hey, you want to come on the podcast?" And you know, just to like learn, you know, actually from somebody that lives there, and yep. you know, it's basically like you, you're learning so much, and that you're learning from somebody that's actually been there and they live there and whatever, like rather than reading in like in a book, you know? Yeah. Totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But no, it, it, it's pretty cool. You know, and like, even like, it's just like, okay, all right, let's, let's go deep sea diving. Like, you know, like this would be fucking awesome. Or like, even like, you know, listening to them about like the ocean and whatnot. You know, like okay, all right, like we're you know five minutes from the ocean. You know, like like snorkeling or scuba dive, like scuba diving. Yeah. yeah, it's super cool. Just like you know, like just being able to talk to people, like about anything. Like you know, and, and a lot of people that I have on the podcast is you know, like athletes, nurses, like artists, like. But you know, it's really interesting that you have this technology that you can learn so much. You know, it's it's basically like going to school, I guess, as yeah. I would say. Yeah, and I like doing it, but it, it is like, but 
I don't know. Um, what were we talking about? Okay. Like painting. Okay. So here's one thing that I was going to ask you about. So painting, like, what do you do with that? Like, do you just, like, do you make copies of it or do you just only sell originals? Oh, I haven't painted in frick 30 years. Or not, I, not I guess, like, I guess anything that you're doing, like, as far as, like, even photography, like, yeah. Photography, you know, sell prints. Um, and, you know, what people don't know is every time, literally, especially, you know, with digital, every time you even open up your original file, it, it, you're aging it. It, it. it does have a lifespan and, and it, it's never it's never not going to be there. But the quality of it is degrading. Um, each time you work with it. So I guess you could say every, every print really is ultimately at some point a limited uh, edition. Cause you know, you want to, you want to print something. You want the print to be of good quality, not have noise to it. Um, right. But I mean, is, yeah. is that like, is that like a thing that you do? Like, okay, like I'm going to take this photograph and I'm only like going to release like around a thousand or five hundred, you know. Well, I wish I could sell that many of anyone. <laughs> I don't have that problem yet. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, is that something you do? Like even like okay, so it's even like twenty five or you know. I've I've never set a, a limit just because. Yeah, I mean, I'll be bluntly honest. I've never had the problem of oh i'm selling too many of this but i w- again i wish i had that problem right you know and um, the thing is like about being an artist you know like i mean people get stuff in to their head that, that it's just like oh well this art piece like there's only 25 of them like it's gotta yeah. be you know when you look at people when they're buying art they do they look at the price and it's like okay all right we'll just up the price like you know and it's yeah. far as like for you so i'll tell you yeah i remember um my buddy i don't know do you, do you know joe becker yep i do joe's a good friend of mine we went to river falls together yeah and early on in his career well, no, I don't just, really. Well, no, I don't really know Joe. I know Doug Becker. Yeah, that's his brother. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, yep. And jo- Joe, Joe studied uh, River Falls with me early on in his career. He he had a place up in uh, East Bethel, way north, uh, almost to Cambridge. And so he was just selling work out of there, and he had a set of these tumblers. You know, I don't even. He wasn't in charge of much at all. They were just not selling. I remember I, I would see him like once a year, and I'm like, oh, here's a year's worth of dust on him. And then some lady came in and bought them all up. I think for 10, 15 bucks a piece. You know. Screaming deal, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, a couple. And she didn't do anything illegal, but she put them in her gallery in in Hudson, Wisconsin, marked up to like a hundred bucks a pop, and they were flying off the shelf, you know. So yeah, it is. Yeah. It's the same work of art, well, yeah, and that's but exactly people, people perceive it differently. But it, it's funny too. I the, most of my family. And, and this isn't a rip. It just is what don't most of my family doesn't have an artistic bone in their body. Um, yeah. my, my father, who's Mr. Empirical data biology professor. Yeah. When I told him, you know, you know, one of my, I think it's a 20 by 30 print, which is, you know, that, that that's about as big as I can print 20 inches by 30. That, that's a large print. And it, 
And he's like, well, how much are those? Those are 200 bucks. Oh, no one's ever going to pay that much. I said, well, it cost me 70 bucks just to make the print. So, mm-hmm. and, and it ended up being for a while was one of my top selling sizes. People want wall art. It's big. And, you know, but that just was just very alien to my father's thinking. He was just like, well, why would someone, well, dad, you have wildlife art. You've, you've paid more than that for some of your old, you know, duck paintings. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. Why yeah. is it different? Exactly. It's just the only reason is because it's like, oh, okay, like, all right. So we know who it is. We can already get it for free. You know, pretty much. I mean, it's kind of like a mental state. Like, and it, it definitely for sure is. Like, like it's like okay we already know like made it like we can just get it from him for free and you know and i do have like a huge like artistic background and like business i mean my grandpa like makes like the craziest woodworking stuff like you know it's just insane like the stuff that he makes i mean he doesn't sell it or anything you know he just does it for fun sure but you know he's retired and he just wants to like work out in his woodworking shop but i mean the stuff that he makes i mean sometimes like he'll make a piece with like you know probably like 65 you know 70 like different pieces out of different wood i mean he just does it because he likes doing it is retired and it's just like okay, all right, like I'm just but he's been doing it for a long time, you know, for sure. I mean, he's been doing it for I don't know, probably like forty years now. Something like that. But he does. Yeah. He just really just likes doing it. So it's cool and you know, like even when I can like call him and talk to him, be like, you know, when we talk about art and we're like, Hey, like, you know, what have you been working on lately? Like you know, and then and there's some times where he's just like, I haven't been working at all. It's too yeah. hot outside in the wood <laughs> shop. You know, and it is, and it, it gets that way in like a class studio, too. Like, it just, it sometimes gets up to like 128 degrees. It's just, oh my gosh. You know, it's just, it's, it's too hot. But, you know, I, I do come from, like, a pretty big, like, artist background. But it is cool just, it's, it, it is, it's so cool just to, like, have people that, like, have like-minded, you know, yep. like-minded yep. situations and stuff, you know. Because a lot of people don't have that, you know. They don't, I mean, even if they want to, like, be, like, an artist and they don't have an artist background, like, sometimes they just can't figure out where to, like, start or where to do it. Right. So, it, it is cool doing it, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, with the photography, like, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's just so cool that you're doing that, though, because I've seen some of the stuff that you're doing, and it's just, it's, it's amazing. Like, oh, thanks, man. You know, you, you, I mean, you get to travel, and you get to, you know, do that. And... Yeah, I'm definitely itching to fire up the passport again. Yeah, I mean, I've been itching to, like, get out of like the country and well that's the thing too is like i, I was gonna go to an uh i was gonna go to europe back out to paris and then all of a sudden like the pandemic hit and then i was like uh fuck this like 
you know, you, I mean, you can't, it's, it's just insane. You can't get anywhere over there. I don't think right now, like, so like, even when the pandemic hit, so like this book, book thing that I'm working on. So he's another artist. He's, uh, what he does is he, he uh, he's a fuse artist and fuses glass artwork. And he wrote a book about like, you know, making your dreams into art. And when the pandemic hit, like he was trying to send it to me and he couldn't, sorry, he couldn't even send it over here because he couldn't hmm. send anything from France to America, to America at the time, which was just insane. But I mean, I don't know. A lot of countries are a lot worse than, you know, who knows? But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to pick up on one of your uh, one of your art pieces. Like even like right now, like I'm looking at one of the the pieces that I made in your class. And, <laughs> oh shit! Like I don't know, eleventh grade, tenth grade. Hmm. Is that is that when I took that class with you? So I took a couple classes with you. I think ceramics one and ceramics two. What's that? I think ceramics one and ceramics two. I think. I, yeah, I, I think I took ceramics one and two, but I'm just looking at it right now and like, Jesus, like, <laughs> I don't know. And, and you say that like when we were talking, when um, you were in the glass blowing studio, and you're like glass blowing hard, like. I don't know. I'm one, the, the way that I think about it, ceramics for me is probably 15 times harder. Really? I just don't have like I, I just don't have the experience. I guess you know because I know a lot of potters become glass blowers, and vice versa, just because of that whole you know you got to center the clay, you got to center the glass, and there's there's a few similarities. I know they're you're dealing with gravity in a different way, but that's interesting. Yeah. It, it, it is like I was talking about like one of my first college professors. It's basically like one of the I don't know. He's one of the pioneers in like the American class movement, and I was talking to him about that too because, well, I mean, this is I wrote a paper about him actually, um, but he was talking about that like so he started with ceramics and then he's just like okay, all right, I'm going to glass because he just liked it so much better. And, you know, he said a lot of people were just like, oh, you're going to the dark side, you're going to the dark side. But, I mean, it, it's a lot different, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. you're still trying to keep something. You, you're still trying to keep it on center. Like, it's it's, just, it's completely different. Yeah, I think it's more immediate. With glass? With, with glass, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you, you got to immediately do it. Like It's it's not like a painting or something like that where you can just let it sit there for a couple of days. You just literally, you just got to get it done. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. without reheats, you've, you've only got 30 to 45 seconds to work with it. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a perfect art form for, for us ADHDers. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and he said he kind of just completely got out of it. And, you know, the thing is, like, everybody in, like, the ceramics world was just kind of like, you know, at the time, I mean, this is, like, the 60s. 
and everybody like in the surrounding so it's like okay you're going to the dark side you know basically like you know because nobody really in america knew how to like blow glass or do any of that stuff at the time and i don't know like when did you start doing ceramics um not not seriously until college i you know, I, I, I tell this story in class too all the time. I, I had a horrible experience in middle school with it. We had a great facility. Every kid had his own wheel, and Miss Ludie basically just threw a lump of clay at us all. And we, she's, you know, we didn't even get a demo. She's just, so here we are. You know, you can imagine a bunch of pre-adolescent little awkward kids trying to center clay. The only kid that could do it that had gone through. We all got frustrated and quit after the first day. So I said, "Screw it! I'll, I'll, I'll paint." I'm out, and I was a decent painter all through high school. And you know, I sold paintings. I didn't do anything great. I just painted yeah. rock stars, and my friends bought them. And uh, and then I at River Falls, I said, "Damn it! I was, screw it! I'm, I'm you know, we well, we had to take the intro of every art class being an art ed major. But I said, I'm I'm taking ceramics, and I, I might suck at it, but I'm gonna do it and it laid its hooks into me big time right away. I just, when I would walk by the studio and see people throwing, I thought they had magic coming out the end of their fingertips. And, and I struggled. I mean, I, I could do some, every, everything it's I made. never in the easy when you start. <laughs> everything I made looked like a splatoon. I could throw about three to four inches in height. I'd bulge a belly. I'd close a little bit of a neck. Boom. I got another splatoon. Great, great form. And I, I still remember vividly the night it changed. I don't even know what I did differently. But the walls just kept coming up, and all of a sudden I had this eight-inch cylinder that I was damn happy with, and I left a note for my for Kurt Wild, my first instructor, who was a bit grumpy at the time. And I, I saw him the next day and said, "Kurt, look at this valiant attempt at greatness." And he walked by and just gave me a, a monosyllabic grunt, which basically meant, "That's fine. Now get back to work." Which which it hit me yeah, hard. Just get, and, just get the fuck back to work, like. But. Yeah. It was probably the right mm-hmm. thing to say to me too. It's like, okay, yeah. the, nice milestone, I, I, but you haven't you haven't done shit yet, kid. You know, so yeah. I mean, I, it's like I honestly, I honestly like did the same thing. Like I took so much constructive criticism, like when I was starting, and, you know, and it was just like, okay, like, and you're getting picked apart all the time. It's just like, okay, but I mean, it it, it makes you a better artist. I mean, you're literally like but a lot of people just can't take it like they can't take like oh like oh they're they're making fun of me and stuff like no they're they're trying to make you a better artist you know and that's kind of one thing about that like even okay so like we were talking about ceramics and stuff and like even you know some of my professors and stuff like it kind of started that way like you know just like here's a glass blowing pipe here like that's how you do it like and you know they didn't even know how to do it in the 60s it really wasn't even around and like it it's just grown so much lately you know but what do your students think about that, though, too? Like, you know, like, I don't know. That's, like, kind of, like, the one of the interesting things that I've always, like, wanted to talk to you a little bit of lately. Like, because, you know, like I said, I was probably, like, a shithead student when I was in school. But, I mean, like I said, like, you know, some of your classes just completely changed my life. Like, probably forever. Oh, wow. Thanks. You know? Um- 
So what do my students think about what specifically? I mean, just basically like art. Like if you were to show them like a glass blowing video or if anything, like would they actually even appreciate watching it? Like I said, I, I a small, a smaller, a small amount, a smaller and smaller percentage. I think. I yeah, and I don't know why. Um, I don't know. It you know it's interesting. I was I was telling Jackson the other day too. You know I used to get, you know, the valedictorian of the class. You know this total book bookworm, and yeah. they would and and I knew. And they knew art was not even in their future. You know, they were going to go to med school or something. But well, you know, no, they, no, that's the thing is, I I but, never but, knew art was in my future until I took the class with you. I never, but but they would still they would still attack the class with such passion. Um, you know, mm. someone like Charlie Goldberg. I don't know if you knew him. You know, I mean, it just mm, he he no. was he's smarter than I'll ever be. Someone like Beth yeah. Jacobson, Miss Jacobson's daughter. You know, mm-hmm. Beth, yeah. I, I think, became a doctor, I think, you know, but but she took ceramics one, two and three and, and just poured everything she had into it. And I and I, I, I miss that. Yeah, I, I, you know, and that's the thing is that like my college professor said the same thing about like, you know, even like with glass blowing at that time. I mean, but this is like 15 years ago, maybe. But even kind of said the same thing is uh, like just people just weren't interested, you know. But that's the thing is like, you know, Joe and I were. So it's like, all right, like, let's take up on all these classes. Like, let's wake up at six in the morning. Like, you know, you know, do well. And even, you know, take someone like Brandon Thompson, you know, he, you know, his no. arts wasn't in his future, but again, you know, and I know you guys, you know, same, same circle, but he still, yep. was still a phenomenal artist in high school. He poured, he poured himself into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. But it, is it just ceramics or is it like Jackson dealing with that too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... Yeah. Like, well, why, why? It makes no sense to me. Like, why would you not want to go to like art class? I mean, I guess if like you, I mean, I okay. Because they like, want to get back to their phones. There, there is an addiction. There. Is that really what's going on? And these these app companies should be sued like cigarette companies because they 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 are creating addicts. That's my. And right now, yeah, right now, I'm sounding like the old fart yelling, "Get off my lawn!" No, I, I, I completely get what you're saying. I mean, you know, if they get sued, whatever, they probably won't. But I mean, no, no, it ain't gonna happen. Just, but I, no, I, I do see, I, I do see an addiction for sure, and it scares the it hell is, out of me. It's, it's definitely an addiction. I mean, it's it's so addicting. Where, like, you're on your phone, like literally. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes there'll be people who be on there for like 14 hours a day or even more. I mean, it, it's completely an addiction. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that it's so easily accessible that yeah. you can literally, and I don't know what you guys do as students. Like, are you like allowing them to, like, keep, you know, well, be on this, year was, in this, class? this year was such an anomaly and they needed devices. So, it it wasn't as enforced this year. It, it was tough too. Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing. I mean, like even with me, and I don't even know 
why they did it. Like, I'm not sure. But, it, like, even with me in school right now, I can't do it on my phone. I mean, yeah, I can use my phone. And, like, as long as I'm not plagiarizing anything, like, right. I can basically kind of look up anything. But, I mean, it, it's not bad, though. Like, so, like, if, if you got a really hard question, like, it's just like, okay, all right, let's just look it up. Or, like, let's ask Alexa. Or let's, you know, basically, like, look it up anywhere. And it, it's, it's like I said, like, you know, technology has completely changed stuff. So, it's like, okay, all right, so, they, you know, put it in $682 billion to make $2 trillion. It's like, okay, all right, like, let's just look that up. You know, and, and, like, when I was in school with, like, you and whatnot, like, every teacher basically pretty much said like you're never gonna like have a you know a calculator in your pocket at all times and everybody does now yeah you know i mean calculator video recorder cam good cam good camera i mean there's some phones that take phenomenal pictures you know i was just talking to my brother about that too because he just got a new phone and they're just it's insane like you know it's it's all slow-mo stuff it's all like everything it's it's pretty fucking cool actually you know but it, it, it is like i mean obviously high school has gone so different from like from when i was in there and from you know now but you know it, it is it's just going to completely keep changing it's it's not going to go away no you know, and, and even like with everybody now, like putting it online, it's it's just not gonna go away. It's it's just won't, but not whatsoever. But yeah, anyways, what's your plans for the summer? Uh, some camping trips. I'm still working, doing driver's ed. So I actually worked this morning. Um, and then August, we got some. Uh, national park trips planned so oh cool where are you going glacier and rocky mountain national park oh uh, rocky's in colorado yeah 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 i was thinking about and i was actually just gonna go there last week but i just got too wrapped up in things you ever been out there before like yeah, been to Estes oh, just a couple years ago. And I haven't been to Glacier since like the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I've been through the Rockies quite a few times, but I just never actually stopped. Like, because I usually go, my, uh, my aunt lives in Arizona. So I usually just drive right through. You know, rather than like stopping, it's just like, all right. Yeah. But I try not to even drive that, anyways. It's too long. <laughs> it's a pretty long drive. Is that what you, you're going to do then? Just drive out there and fly? Yeah, we'll drive. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I just wish I could travel again. Like, I just miss it so much. We'll have to go on a traveling trip and do, yeah. some, do some photography stuff. Go to some sweet spots. Because, right. yeah, I mean, I do. I'd love to travel. Like, you know, the next place I want to go is, like, you know, Tunisia. Uh, 
I want to go to Egypt actually. Also, yeah, that'd be sweet. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I want to. I I want to go all kinds of different places for sure. But you know, and that's the cool thing we were talking about, like technology, is that when you do go to these places, like when we did a glass art show out there, that, um, you know, we had a translator, so we basically, you know, talking French and English, but then it's it's so cool that you know, like you even have like Google Translator, so it's like okay, like you know, they can you know they can talk in French or you know whatever language they speak. You know, in French, people everybody thinks like they're just really big dickheads, but I mean a lot of them are extremely nice. Probably ninety percent of the people that I met are just you know. Yeah, the people that say they're dickheads nice. were probably a rude tourist in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. You know, I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, I, I really liked it out there. You know, but, you know, I mean, there was a couple times that, like, when I'm just, like, just fucking drunk as shit or whatever in the middle of the night. And I'd just go and, like, go get something to eat. And I'm like, I'm just fucking hungry. And, like, well, you can't be out here. And, like, you know, well, I didn't even understand what they were saying. I'm just like, what? And, like, they just didn't like where I put my plate. I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, I'm just trying to put it away. You know, obviously being, like, Minnesota nice, you know. But that was probably the only time that I was over there is that I, like I said, I woke up at, like, six or seven in the morning like when got something to eat and I don't the server did not like where I put my blade back I'm just like whatever <laughs> yeah it wasn't that big of a deal I mean it was just... but I didn't understand what she was saying at the time she was yelling I mean French and I was just like whatever I just like put my plate back and just, you know didn't clean it up or whatnot so, no, I mean, I I really like France, though. Like, it, it's so cool. I mean, especially, like, you know, actually, like, all of Europe. I mean, it, it, just the way that, like, you can get around wherever you want to. Right. So, you, you know, if you want to go to, like, hey, like, I'm going to go to Germany. Or, hey, I'm going to go to Italy. Or... You know, I'm going to go back to France or, you know, whatever country. But, I mean, their countries are so small. I mean, they, are, you know, they're basically, like, the size of, like, you know, Minnesota, right. so to say. But, I mean, but their transportation is, is just amazing. Like, where you can just take a bullet train and, you right. you know, you can get anywhere in probably like an hour. Yeah, yeah. In like an hour, and, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. cool. You, you ever been over there? I have not. Not spent much time in Europe. Yeah, you have to check it out. I um, I definitely liked it. Like it, it was really cool. Like you know, even going to like. Well, so what I did is I I went to that art show there, so I got everything paid for, basically for like two months, nice. and but it was it was so cool, like going to like the top of the Eiffel Tower and stuff, and like it, I don't know, that was insane. I mean, it's so high up. 
it's, it's insane. And then you, you learn about so much from like the history too. Cause I mean, I'm always, I'm always like literally always learning about history too, you know, and you got, you got so much history in like Germany. And, yeah. You know, especially Nazi Germany for sure. Yeah. So, so just to give you a heads, heads up, my, I'm getting low on battery here. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, we we can cut it off too. You know, we I think we covered quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah, and thanks for doing this. It was just a great yeah, time. Man. Yeah, well, it was awesome. Yeah, we'll have Appreciate to maybe it. do it again sometime. Yes, I would be up for it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, have a good night then. Yep. We'll see ya. Take care. All right. Yep. See ya. You too.